of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Heaven and earth adore, even angels bow before him. What a mighty God we serve. I'm glad I'm here again, and I'm glad you are here. Honest, I've been waiting for this time. I've been waiting to meet with you again. I know God has been good to you, and I know you have testimonies, loads of them. I have testimonies. Uh, and again, this is another Sunday. And not just another Sunday, a wonderful Sunday, a great day, really. A great day to celebrate. It's a special, special day. Just come along with me. Yes, Pastor. It is a special day. It is Mother's Day. Wow, what an exciting day it is. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. But before I continue, I want to say a very good morning to all the Honorable Fountaineers. How are you doing this morning? Mm, I think I can hear you say you're enjoying your lives. Oh yes, I am enjoying mine too. Amen and amen. So I'm going to share a scripture with you from the book of First. Kings chapter 3, starting from verse 16. 1 Kings 3, 16. Now two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, O oh my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day after I had given birth that this woman also gave birth, and we were together. No one was with us in the house, except the two of us in the house. And this woman's son died in the night, because she lay on him. So she arose in the middle of the night, and took my son from my side, while your maidservant slept, and laid him in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was, dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed, he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, No, but the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. And the king said, The one says, This is my son who lives and your son is the dead one. And the other says, no, but your son is the dead one, and my son is the living one. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king, and the king said, divide the living child in two, and give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her, for her son. And she said, oh my Lord, Give her the living child, and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means kill him. She is his mother. 
And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. May the wisdom of God be on all of us in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we ask that you be with us as I share your word with your people. You anoint my lips, O oh God, so that I speak only that which you have spoken. And you will also anoint my hearers' ears so that they will hear what you want them to hear today. I pray that none of us will go back the same way we came in the name of Jesus. Let your name be glorified. Glorify your name, O oh God. We give you praise, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Wow, what a dramatic story I just read. It is about families. You know how it is in families. Sometimes there can be drama. You know, why is Pastor Nomti saying these are families? It's just two women and their children. It is families. We have different types of families. It's two women here with their child each. So those are two families. And before I continue with the story, there's one story I'd like to tell you. Well, I've missed telling you stories. This one happened a while back. I was still living in London. And my friends and I had these beautiful slippers that we used to wear around the house. Where we never really took time to wash them. Because we just knew that nobody would see them. We wear them around the house. But then one day, one of our friend's fiancé came to the house to visit and he noticed that all our slippers were dirty and he didn't keep quiet. I like the fact that he didn't keep quiet. He showed that he cared for us. He cared about us. He said, you guys, your slippers are all dirty. Why won't you wash your slippers? Well, obviously, it didn't feel too good to be told the truth. The truth is bitter. But we knew he was right. So the following day, we all washed them, and amazingly, amazing, amazing. I wish I had taken the picture, or maybe I would have shown you. They came out nice. They were, they were beautiful. They looked as if they were new. The original color came out again because somebody took their time to correct us. So I would like us this morning to prepare our hearts because the Word of God wants to cleanse us. The Word of God wants to sanctify us. God wants to cleanse us with His Word, like the washing of the water. So I pray that we will open up our hearts to receive. It's like we are right now at the table with Jesus. He's breaking bread for each and every one of us. And each and every one of us will receive their piece of bread in Jesus' name. Mine is the biggest. What about yours? Hallelujah. So these two families, there's a problem there. They are fighting over a child. The other one laid on her child. What does it mean to lay on your child? It means, in my, the way I look at it, it means spoiling your child. It means neglecting your child, not giving your child affection that they need. It means overpampering the child, which is similar to spoiling the child. It means raising up, if you're a father, a, a daddy's girl, that uh, feels like they're entitled. If you're a mother to raise a mommy's boy, you know what that means. Not to say if a person is a mommy's boy or daddy's girl, it's a bad thing. It is not a bad thing. But uh, as we go on with what I have in my heart to share today, we can see where 
that can be a slight problem, if not a big problem sometimes. Because imagine daddy's girl and mommy's boy getting married, if you know what that means. But I'm going to explain further. But uh, marriage, I was looking at mothers, I was like, you can't talk about a mother without talking about a family. Because when you say mother, mother, a mother is the heart of a family. When you say mother, we are talking father, we are talking children, and you are talking family. And in that family, that's where children are nurtured. They always say we are all products of our childhood. It is so true. It is what we all saw happening in our houses that we act out as we grow older. Whether we know it or not, it happens that way. So it was... I was very heartbroken when I saw during this period of lockdown, you know, we have seen many videos circulated and this one uh, got to me. I watched a family fighting, a mother and a father, they were fighting and what, they were beating each other with sticks. And then I saw their child going inside, taking his own stick. He came and beat his father. And when the other one saw that this brother has, is beating the father, he also ran inside to bring his own. Whilst he ran, it was chaotic. The mother was, I think she dropped her stick and she was running away. But why was I heartbroken? It was because I was like, this is the foundation they have laid for these children. God will help these children because will they ever understand what it means to respect elders? Will they ever understand anything about honor? Remember what the word of God says in Ephesians 6 verse 2. It says, children, honor your mother and father. For this is the first commandment with the promise. It says, it will be well with you and your days will be long on earth. There is a blessing in honoring them. So if the parents themselves are behaving this way in front of a child, they are laying over a child. That's what it looks like. They are laying over each other, they are telling each other, grow up and don't honor anybody, don't respect anybody, if you can beat your father at that age. And also, as we were looking at this time of lockdown, I love the new language that we've been using, lockdown, isolating, social distancing. Hmm, the Holy Spirit just made me realize that actually marriage is a lockdown. Don't be scared. It's a holy lockdown. It is holy. It is something that you choose to go into by yourself. Nobody forces you. But, the, you know, uh, we are hearing the presidents of the world saying, okay, we are now relaxing the lockdown. We are, some, they say they are lifting the lockdown, and some say they are easing the lockdown. But marriage, that's why before you enter into it, you have to think very well with who you are entering into with because there's no easing. There's no relaxing, there is no lifting, you are there forever and there has to be social distancing. There's only you and your wife, obviously, and your children, but you have to socially distance yourself from your parents. The Bible says, you, says so, that you shall leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife. So that's social distancing, according to the language that we, we are using these days. And then, but I was also looking at this, well, Lockdown, social distancing. What I mean by lockdown is what you know already. You are not allowed to have any other sexual relationship, for example, with any other person except the partner that you are locked down with. But unfortunately, some people disobey the rules of lockdown, just like we see everywhere. Some people disobey the rules of lockdown. And what happens to those people? 
Most likely, 99% of the time, they contact the virus. The same thing in marriage. If somebody disobeys the rules of the holy lockdown and goes out, they contact a virus. And then they bring the virus home. When the virus disturbs him or her, it will disturb the other spouse as well. And guess what? The children will also be disturbed. And those children will be disturbed mentally, socially, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And when they are grown, maybe they get married. Because of that virus they would have contacted at a young age, they start infecting everybody around them. That would not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Why are we different? Because we have a vaccine for this our lockdown already. We have a vaccine which is the word of God. We are protected. We are already injected. That's why we have to read the word of God every day. It keeps us fresh. We have to always be fresh. Why do we have to be fresh spiritually? Because the word of God says we are to God the aroma of Christ. To those who are being saved and to those who are perishing. It says we are the aroma that brings life to those who are being saved, obviously. And we bring death to those. That's our aroma. When you are around, that's why the enemy cannot win over your life. You are a fragrance. When you pass around those people who want to destroy you, the purpose of God in your life, they'll be the ones to be destroyed because you are an aroma of Christ that brings life to those who are, saved, who are being saved and those who are perishing death unto them according to the word of God. So we will not bring any virus into our homes in the name of Jesus. Our children in the name of Jesus will be taught of the Lord. Indeed, our, we and the, and the children that God has given us are made for signs and wonders. Our children will make right choices in life in Jesus' name. And our children will grow up to be emotionally healthy. They will be protected from harm in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We are victorious. Amen. 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 So these two families are started talking about why I even thought about lockdown. Because I looked at them. And discovered that they were spiritually locked down even physically it was just the two of them obviously like in families when you live with somebody sometimes the things that have been bothering you all the years they come up let me explain it this way these two ladies we don't know when they started their friendship we only know when they're giving birth by the way I love the fact that they were pro-life they did not abort these children, even though they were prostitutes. They didn't think that these children were going to be an inconvenience to them. Because you know, that's their job. Their body is their job. That's what they used to get money. But for them to take out time to be pregnant, to give birth, and even to nurse their children, I think that really tells you that nobody is bad. Everybody has their good side. If you just care to look, you'll see that everybody has their good side and every other side needs to be nurtured. And our best, like I said, our vaccine is the word of God. So going back to their story, I think this, all of them were frustrated. They came with their problems to this relationship, which the other one didn't have anything to do with the other woman's problem. Same with the other woman. But when this woman lost her child, that's when we know that mm, there has been a problem all the while. Because of the way she reacted, she stole her friend's child. Because that's not the thing you would 
quickly do. But obviously, because she's a prostitute, she, uh, you remember in those days that women were treated as second-class citizens. So for them to be prostitutes, they were like third or fourth, whatever class. There was so much social distancing between them and the society. Even the, their own clients, there was only unity, whatever it's called, in the night. But during the day, their own clients would do as if they didn't know them. You know how painful that is when somebody does as if they don't know you, you're trying to catch their attention and they're not paying attention to you. They were even rejected by their families according to what I'm reading here because the other woman kept say, keeps saying there were just the two of them when she gave birth, when then the other one gave birth, it was just the two of them. So the families must have disowned them because of their lifestyle. And we don't even know what made them become prostitutes. Things happen, maybe somebody laid over them. Somebody might have sexually abused them, somebody might have bullied them, called them names, and crushed their spirit. Now they found that, okay, they're, they're, maybe they are not worthy of anything good in life. We don't know what made them to be in this. But the death of her son was like a last straw. It looked as if she had had it. Why am I taking time to explain this? Because it's the same thing in a marriage setting. You have heard these days that uh, the domestic violence has gone up. And I was like, why all of a sudden? But obviously, there must have been underlying issues, issues that had not been resolved, not only when people got married, but maybe when they were younger and they never allowed, even though they are born again. You know the word of God says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away, and now all things have become new. But if the person does not, yes, you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but if you do not, do not open up, and tell God this is where it hurts, then you cannot receive help and you pretend to be happy. One day, the scab will come out of the wound and the wound will start bleeding. Father, we thank you for covering our wounds with the blood of Jesus. Our wounds will not bleed and our wounds will not bleed on our children in the name of Jesus. Our wounds will not bleed on our spouses in the name of Jesus. So I'm saying, because people are now together during this lockdown, all kind of feelings are flying around, they're frustrated. Usually, maybe, they, when there's a problem, they would distance themselves and go and ease their anger somewhere else. But now, there's no going anywhere. When they receive that, they have no nothing, dead feelings, dead child, they steal the spouse's child. I, I would like to encourage you that there's a bomb in Gilead. Do not steal anybody's peace. And obviously, do not allow anyone steal your peace. Hallelujah. I want us to really think about this because these things happen. These are not things that we would quickly talk about. But they do happen. I speak peace. You know what Jesus said when there was a storm? He said, peace be still. I say, peace be still in your home in the name of Jesus. And I close any social distancing that the devil has created between you and your spouse in the name of Jesus. Now, continuing with our story, how did she react? How did this other woman react or respond? She actually responded. She didn't react because I was like, wow, she's so calm. She woke up and found out that her baby was dead. But instead of becoming hysterical and starting to scream or getting angry and kicking around and seeking attention, doing all sorts, she was calm. The word of God says, we have not been given the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. She had a sound mind. Because what made her think, no, let me check. 
because she could have just seen the baby and thought it was hers. Because maybe the this other lady would have even taken the clothes off and changed. You know, a lot of things might have happened. But she had a sound mind. She said, I'm going to look closely. I'm not going to be intimidated. Because I know that my own baby is not dead. I know that my baby is alive. Do you know that when the devil comes to steal from you, you have to stand your ground and say, I know that my baby is not dead. I know that my business is not dead. I know that my marriage is not dead. I know that I'm not dead. I know that there is nothing dead on my bosom. God did not place any dead thing. God has given me. But you know what King Solomon said when he judged the case? He said, she is the mother. You are the mother of that promise that God has given you. I am the mother of the promise that God has given me. Therefore, I need to claim it. I, will, uh, I should not be intimidated by the enemy. Don't be like me. You know what happened a while back? My mom bought me a beautiful watch for my 21st birthday. But then one day, I was wearing it, obviously, after a long time that I had it. And I entered a bus. We call them taxis. And when I entered, I noticed, oh, my wristwatch is not there anymore. And then I quickly got off the bus to check. When I got there, I saw this strange guy who worked at the bus rank. And I said, oh, I just dropped my watch here. I'm trying to find it. He was so angry. He said, what watch are you talking about? What watch are you talking about? I knew that he was the one who had it. But I could not say anything because I was afraid of him. Quickly went back. Obviously, it was painful that I lost my watch. And I knew that somebody has had found it, but they didn't want to give it back to me. And we are not going to be like that. We're not going to be intimidated. That's what the devil does. What are you going to do? The Bible says he is like a roaring lion, roaming about seeking whom to devour. He will not devour you in the name of Jesus. Every promise that he has stolen, you will claim back. Even like I said, if it's your business that has gone down because of this COVID-19, you look at the situation uh, and say, God promised me that in famine and destruction, I shall laugh. I shall not be afraid of the beast of the field. You will not be afraid because you know that God has promised you. When they said there's a casting down, you will say there's a lifting up. It is what the word of God says, the power of life and death is in our tongues. It is what we say that will happen. It sounds like a cliche, but I dare you to try it. I dare you to try the word of God and see it come to pass in your life. There's no depression in you. If you feel like there's sadness coming, say, no, 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 no. No, I have all of joy. There's no mourning here. I'm wearing a garment of praise. There is no spirit of heaviness with me. I have beauty for ashes. Whatever ashes that the devil has brought my way, I speak beauty in the name of Jesus. And it shall be so in Jesus' name. Not only did she fight this other woman and say, this is not the child I have given birth to. She took the case to the king. I was like, hallelujah. She did not feel guilty. She did not feel unworthy because she was a prostitute. She was like, I am the citizen of Israel. I'm going to go to the king. You are also the citizen of Commonwealth of Israel. We have a right to go to the king. The word of God says we should come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. Ah, my I will come boldly to the throne of grace and I will obtain mercy. I will not feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. If there's anything to feel guilty about, then obviously just declare it. <laughs> declare it, you know, when you go to the airport. They will ask you, is there anything to declare? If you don't declare it, then they will catch you. There will be a problem. But when you declare it, it's easier. They already know there's something there. I'm just reminded as I'm talking about this, that you remember Jacob and Laban? When Jacob left Laban with his two wives and his children, when they had left, Laban realized that mm -mm, somebody has stolen my gods. 
and he ran after them. He was chasing after them. Jacob was wondering, I have nothing that belongs to this guy. Why is he following me? But when he eventually caught up with them, he said, somebody stole my gods. He said, no, I didn't steal your gods. You can check everybody in the camp. Well, the Bible tells us that his own daughter, Rachel, Laban's daughter, Rachel, had stolen his daddy's deities. Obviously, that's a story for another day. That's why Laban had to run after them, because they had something that belonged to him. That's what I'm saying. If there's anything that disturbs you, that makes you not want to come boldly to the throne of grace, then declare that thing. Take it to the king. Don't feel guilty. Don't allow guilt to make you stay away from God. This lady did not allow that. She went and see what happened. She stated her case. And when the king was listening, obviously they were arguing as we said. And the king gave the judgment. Oh my goodness. He said she is the mother because he saw her heart that she was yearning for her son. When we come into the presence of God, he sees our hearts. He knows whether we trust him or not. I, I pray that you would trust him. We will believe that he is indeed the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We will keep seeking him. We will keep trusting him in Jesus' name. And my best part is this verse, verse 28 of the same scripture we read, 1 Kings 3, verse 28. It says, And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered, and feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. I was like, wow, obviously Solomon had asked God for wisdom. And this was the time his wisdom manifested. All people heard and they feared him. Do you know what our promise for the year says? Psalm 40 verse 3. It says, the pastor declared, he said it's our year of a new song. It says, God will give us a new song. Praise to our God. It says, many will hear and they will fear God and they will trust him. Same like this. This, this lady's problem made the king's wisdom to be known. Your problem is going to cause God's name to be known even to people who never knew about him. People who never knew about God's power are going to know about God's power because they have seen your life. They have seen your struggles. But when things change, when God performs that miracle, they will see that God is the king of kings. They will know that this is the finger of the Lord. Hallelujah. It is my favorite point out of all these points. So please let it be your favorite point as well. That my struggle right now is my testimony tomorrow. And my testimony will bring glory to God's name. When God gives me a new song, when people start hearing me singing a new song, people will hear. They will hear the song. They will fear the Lord. And not only that, they'll come to trust in God. So my struggle right now is going to be over, I know. And once it's over, it's going to bring many to Christ. Isn't that amazing? My life is evangelizing. The devil is thinking that he's doing whatever he's doing for bad. But God is turning it for good. I can see everything turning around. Amen. So... I, I, I was just too excited about that point that God's fame, Jesus' name is going to be known far and wide because of what he's going to do in my life, because of what he's going to do in your life, in Jesus' name. Amen. But do you know that the devil does not get tired? We should not be uh, ignorant of his devices. He does not get tired. This lady, he did not stop arguing about the baby from their house. She had the audacity to follow this woman to, to the presence of the king. Some people follow us to church, but they will see the hand of God. They follow us to church and they have 
negative or, or, or ideas of what they, would, they can do to us when we're in the presence of the, of the king. This lady, I was like, didn't you know that the king would know? She just thought the king would not know. Come, some people can take God for granted. But God is just seeing everybody. Not you, in Jesus' name. So when the king gave the judgment, obviously she was put to shame. All our enemies will be put to shame in the name of Jesus. They will be put to shame in the name of Jesus. And we will be lifted. Because when she left, she felt so lifted in her spirit. This woman, because she was carrying her child. Whatever, whether it's a spiritual child, it's a something spiritual, whatever seed that you want, God has given unto you. And that purpose will not die in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you will carry that child in Jesus' name. So I was talking about being the presence of the king, that the devil is stubborn. I was like, did she think she was in the presence of Babalao? I've seen movies where people go to Babalao and they ask for a portion to go and juju somebody so that they can steal whatever belongs to somebody else. God can never give you somebody else's blessing. He said in his word, his blessings make one rich and he adds no sorrow. He can never give us sorrow. It's only the enemy that still makes you steal from somebody else. This lady, that's how she was operating. It's like she thought she was going to Babalao and Babalao was going to give her a portion that she was No! It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Don't be so bold to come to the presence of God thinking you can steal. <laughs> because the devil, that's what the, the Bible says, that the devil has come but to steal, kill and destroy. But thank God that Jesus came so that we may have life and have life more abundantly. That's why I like to say I'm enjoying my life because God has come to give me life no matter what is happening in my life. I have life, and that's and this life is abounding in my life in Jesus' name. Obviously, the king wanted to divide the child. The mother said no, and I'm like, what a winning attitude! I call this a winning attitude. Please, just help me destroy my child. I can almost hear somebody saying, I'd rather lose my right to be right than to destroy my marriage. I'll lose my right. I'll give up my right to be right rather than destroying my family. I will not destroy my family because I want to prove that I'm right. I will not destroy my business because I want to prove that I'm right. There's a time for everything in the word of God. There's time to fight for your rights. There's time. There's time to let go and let God. And I pray that God will grant us all wisdom to know when to fight and when to let go in Jesus' name. Peace will abound in our lives in Jesus' name. Now I have this, this last point. That is kind of sensitive, but I'd like to remind you about the story that I told you about uh, my friend's fiance who told us about our dirty slippers. And thank God, like I said, we washed the slippers. This case is about dividing the child. The way the Holy Spirit explained it to me is, like I said about families, we have different stories. Each family comes with its own dynamics. But there are times when People don't want to stay in this lockdown, which is called marriage. Like I said, if you, you are wondering what I mean by lockdown, listen again to the message from the beginning. And people, whether we like it or not, we know that do, people do divorce themselves sometimes. And most times when they divorce, the children are affected. Well, depending on how they, the two parties work on it, but I've heard so many stories where one party takes the children away and makes sure that the other parent does not see 
the child. So that's why I'm saying do not divide the child. If that parent is not a danger to those children, do not refuse him of his right to see his children. This is not a popular one, that's why I'm even lowering my voice. If I'm hurting you, sorry, just put those slippers in your washing machine and clean them. God will help you. You will feel happy after they are clean. Another one, you know what happens. Sometimes we have blended families where each partner sometimes, or one partner will come with children from a previous relationship. Those children from a previous relationship are children as well. They need to be loved just like the children that you had in your marriage. Don't divide the child. When those children are growing up, who's gonna take care of them if you only focus on the children that you have within the marriage? When, we, when God gives us children, he's, he expects us to be responsible, like I've already mentioned, in every way, spiritually, emotionally, every way, and also financially. So, please, let's not fight our spouses when they want to support the children that they had in previous marriages. And another one which is really, really sensitive. Sometimes people, like I said, when a person leaves the lockdown and goes out, they come back with a virus. I've, we've had some issues where some people have children outside of marriage. What do I have to say about this? The child, it's not the child's fault. The child still needs to be taken care of. But it's an unfortunate situation. But I'm just saying let's not divide the child. When you're a mother, you're not only a mother to your own child. You're a mother to all the children. Don't only wish that your children go, grow up and be good. We, Pray for good for other people's children as well. That what, that's what makes a good mother. Now in closing, I said about mommy's boy and daddy's girl. Why did I talk about, I say, say about this? Because, because they are so used, if you're a mommy's boy and you're a daddy's girl, you're so used to having your way. And when you get married, now you, you, you want all the attention to be on you. You don't know how to give somebody else attention. And if they don't give you attention, you fight them. Sometimes it's not a mommy's boy or daddy's girl. It is just that crushing of the spirit that happened, that thing that happened and you didn't have any control over it. But now because you are married, you are close to this person, you want to control, of, control them and you're taking out all the anger, all the fight you wanted to fight when you were younger, you're fighting with them. I'm mentioning these things so that people can understand they, including myself, we can understand why sometimes we, we behave the way we do. And to also know not to cause other people to sin, not to be offending other people. And if you are going through a crisis, know that it is not your fault. This woman, it was not her fault. He was just sleeping, which it was an innocent sleep, but we would never sleep a sleep of death in Jesus' name. She was just sleeping and this person just came and stole her child. No one will steal your child in the name of Jesus. Your biological children, any children, even that spiritual thing that God has given you, that purpose that God has given you, no one will steal it from you in the name of Jesus. You are blessed to be a blessing. God has blessed you in the city. He has blessed you in the field. You are blessed coming in. You are blessed going out. So with this, I'd just like to say Happy Mother's Day. I pray that, like I prayed earlier on, 
that we would each receive our piece of bread. I pray you all, you received your own, you will eat and you will be full in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now I'm going to hand over to Pastor who is going to speak a blessing over all of us. We mothers, even the fathers and the children. Thank you so much. That was a blessing. Typically Pastor Nomte. That was a word in season. Indeed a gift for Mother's Day. You know the Bible says it's by wisdom that the house is built. And by wisdom it is equipped. My prayer for mothers today is this, that God will equip you with wisdom from above in the name of Jesus, that the very reason for your creation will be achieved an extra more in the name of Jesus. You will prosper in life as a woman. You will prosper in life as a wife. You will prosper in life as a mother, as a grandmother in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the crown of the man is his wife. May you live to leave legacies that will never be forgotten in the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray today that by his special grace, he will strengthen you in all the areas of weaknesses and areas where you are beginning to grow weary, that with every new day, you come forth with new strength in Jesus' name. I pray like the psalmist will pray for himself, that may the Lord exalt your home like that of a unicorn. May you anoint him fresh every new day in Jesus' name. May you live longer to see your children's children in Jesus' name. May God keep you for us. May God heal you, give you sound health. May God provide for you in every area of your need. We thank God for your lives in Jesus' name. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you, man. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. God bless you. That you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.